So he didn't have a butt pad with him because it gets in the way of the snap. And so we have to use a timeout. And our coach is like, we need to get this guy a new butt pad. And then he points at me. He's like, give him your butt pad. <laughs> and so I had to take my belt off, give her our center my butt pad, and then got benched for the rest of the game. Because <laughs> she didn't have I, a butt pad. I, I had the most expendable butt pad on the entire team. <laughs> uh. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. It's the NFL offseason, and we're hanging with PFT commenter today, Chris making Bad Back Backy, all in Studio J. As we get started with a few stories of Chris's weekend, how much fun he had on the farm by himself. He had so much fun, he watched The Dark Side of Dorothy. That is the movie Wizard of Oz with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon soundtrack playing in the background. Apparently, it all lines up. Chris is going to tell you about it. He's pretty stoked. He also talks about the benefits of cold tub therapy. And pitches a little Zen admin. And then we get into PFT. He's going to run through everything from Dan Quinn being hired by the Commanders, how excited he is about that, meeting Mark Davis at the Super Bowl and hanging out with the Greenlight crew, and talking worst ways to die. The worst, the absolute worst ways to go out. It's a blast and a half. Please enjoy, and we will see you on Friday. I wrote a, I wrote a song. All right. Okay. Never had no rhyme or reason why. It just seemed like the thing to do at the time. Just to say we did. Just to feel alive. To take a leap of faith. To feel that kind of high. Tonight, let's turn it up. Fall in love wild. And catch enough buzz just to ride them. Crazy horses running through our heads just to say we did. What do you think about that? Cheeks. Is there any music behind it? That's Kenny Chesney's new song. <laughs> I have fallen into a trap. When I was told about this show, I was told about uh, the dark side of the moon. Just to say we did is the name of the song. You want to hear it? It is hot garbage, bro. I, we need to restart the show. <laughs> no, we do not. Because I think... What I've found in No, we do not. You want to hear it? It's even worse often, when you listen to it. Often. Listen. Hell yeah. Just to say we did. No, no. Can we keep that going? Yeah. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. No, that really is a banger. I saw that it was released, and then it some, sounds like every other song. A little bit of life got in the way, and I hadn't I hadn't heard it yet. That he, is awesome. His songs are starting to sound a little bit the same. Starting. That's, that's kind. I was trying to give you a little. We. Uh, that's great. Thank you for that. No problem. That was really good. I figured that was that was 
Roger Waters or some such. I also designed a pair of shoes. You want to see them? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me if you like these. Logan, Utah, by the way. Hello! Now, these shoes are kind of bright. What do you think about these shoes? I don't think they're so bad. <laughs> the drama that I showed I really don't think they're so bad. Hot take. They're not, they're not that bad. I now, just wonder about the whole, you know cult marketing thing like they're not quite a, a hat are we just going to be seeing pictures of everybody's feet for the next eight months i think this is even worse than the hat because while the shoe isn't like objectively horrible it's not as bad as i looked up some of the old athlete shoes that they had back in the day it's not as bad as like the oh the god rest his soul the kobe bryant uh the twos, twos. yeah it's a bad shoe look like a two yeah uh, I also would say the the spinners, spelled spin ah, the uh, Latrell Sprewells, the Dada's Dada had a couple. The C Webs were terrible. These aren't on that level, to be honest. And I hate the guy, but these shoes aren't as ugly at face value. Like if the aliens came down and they were like, you can put one of these two on your on your feet, the Dada's or the Trumps, <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, oh, these are kind of dope. They look like space shoes and the whole thing. Now the American flag on the on the on the heel. That's where, that's the that's the canary in the coal mine here. You know, somebody approaching you from the front, they're like, "Oh, bold choice." You know, are those gold dunks? And then that you walk by, and they're like, "You're like, okay, this guy, uh, this guy's got an assault rifle." <laughs> so I like these shoes are not that ugly, but when I see somebody wearing these shoes, I'm going to laugh out loud. Yeah. They're, because it's taken to another level. One thing it was like to, to wear your identity on your head like a hat, but now you're wearing the shoes and they're gold. With a big T on them. Yeah. You can wear the smell too. They're selling Victory 47 cologne. For testosterone. Do you think his hair was the um, the, the, I, the, the color the palette? Yeah. I no, would like skin. some other... Some other colorways. He looks was. like gold member. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, I listen. I obviously hate the guy. If you know, if you if that's a a, a you know if that's a um, a barrier to entry to this podcast, you'd have been gone a long time ago. So we we know that. And some of you might like the guy. I fucking hate the guy. I'll be as honest as I can. The shoes are not that ugly, mm -hmm. but I still wouldn't wear a shoe like now. Some of the other shoes I'm seeing on the website, the gold ones are sold out. Evidently, they sold like 800 of them. Oh, there are different colors. Like they didn't they didn't sell like 30,000. They, they, they had a limited supply of a thousand, with ten randomly signed by. So you know, Otis. people walking around saying he sold out. They sold out. It's just like the the crowd at the rally. He sold out. Now go down the rest of them. Now the rest of them are are hideous, dude. They are hideous. I got something. What if we do? How can we tie this into the fantasy football loser? Yeah, they got to wear the Trump shoes. It's <laughs> not bad. That's it's, incredible. They got to wear yeah. the Trump shoes. That's good. We got our punishment for next year. Yeah, that is good. And like, depending who wins, some maybe maybe somebody they think might it's be excited. A, a right of yeah, <laughs> do we have anybody like that in our group text? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. The, the low. polling would show that roughly half. Half of our group text. <laughs> I don't think so, though. I feel like we're safe. But anyways, uh, whoever you, whatever your political fetish is, I'm not here to shame you. I just think he's a, he's a, a real douchebag, and the shoes are just okay. Are there any shoes that we all wore, perhaps 
AI or Grant Hill Fila's. Not hideous, but that we all just had to have. I was a big Air Max 95 guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love Air Max 95s. I still like the old Air Max 95s. Mm-hmm. They are good. They're good. Now, yeah. grown men wearing Jordans, where does that stop? I think I heard somebody asking this question recently, like out loud. Sorry, Kev. I wore them last week. I know. <laughs> but like at what point, grown man wearing Jordans? And I'm not talking about like a handsome, tall black man who's 50 and looks 40, yeah. you know, or 35. I'm talking about Kevin <laughs> or or me or, you know. Well, I think they look good on me. My chiropractor used to wear them all the time. He was 45 years old, Jewish guy. I'm like, dude, but I what, don't know. What is the clothing with the, the Jordan? A jumpsuit of some sort, See, some sweatpants. Bagby is always wearing a jumpsuit. Dan Katz, always wearing a jumpsuit. People mm-hmm. like this can get away with the Jordans. Backy showed up to watch Godzilla Minus One in a in a zip-up uh, jacket that said Belize on the back, and I think he had Jordans on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else are you supposed to wear to Godzilla? What else could you wear? I mean, wear? come on. I don't know what other I was comfortable. You, it was nice. Um, okay, so that's enough about sneakers. <laughs> Guys, can I tell you about my weekend? Please. This is the best weekend ever. I would take this weekend over Vegas 10 out of 10. Did wife, kind of, wife alert? I'm going to tell you. Well, no. I mean, my wife knows. That's the reason when my wife was like midweek. She set it up. Well, midweek when my wife was like, hey, I'm going up to Baltimore to see my sister. And I'm going to bring the kids and they're going to see their cousins. It wasn't a we're going up there. And maybe that was some sort of test. And guys, you know, we get faced with tests all the time. Well, you don't know there's a test on the agenda. But I, I stood strong and I was Pop like, quiz, hot shot. I, I was like, have fun. You know, like, is there anything you need me to do to prepare you to leave with the kids? <laughs> you know, like, and they, there were a, a multitude of things, but I was happy to do them. She knows I need my alone time. I'm, a, I'm like mm. deep down. And this is what my uh, psychiatrist says, too. He's like, you're a loner in somebody's body who has to talk to a lot of people. Yep. That's that's me. Like, I, you know, I really don't prefer being around a lot of people. My friends, for sure. Uh, but, but, like, I actually like time to myself. It's like a regenerating thing for me. If I can get a day alone in my house, that's going to, like, uh, re-up my health. Like, I was, if it was a video game character. So they're leaving. They leave at uh, 1120 Saturday. The wagon left the homestead. Uh, 1122 a.m., I sat on the porch with my medicine and my dogs. And I hunkered down in the house after that. Applied the nicotine, stayed out of the wind, uh, looked at eBay, took a nap, uh, woke up at 3 p.m., gave the dogs extra food so that they would be sedentary. <laughs> um, and then at 4.30, I sat by the fire with some boomers until <laughs> I don't know when. And then I went inside when it got dark. I beat Kyle and Madden uh, for money uh, and then watched Wizard of Oz synced up with uh, Dark Side of the Moon, which is something I've never done before. Okay, I've never done this before. I understand that some people are listening to this like, oh, I remember high school too. Fuck you, dude. I was actually playing sports in high school. I was like preparing for my next job. You guys were watching. Now, it's my favorite album of all time. It's a work of art. And I don't remember watching The Wizard of Oz a lot. So this was like a new experience for me. And I was really skeptical. But we'll get back to that in a little bit. And then Sunday, woke up, fed the dogs again, extra, uh, and went back to sleep woke up and built another fire and invited my friends over. So Bad Back Backy and Tom came over, a couple guys come over, we're sitting by the fire. You know, it's like one of those things where I was like, guys, this Dark Side of the Rainbow thing is incredible. At some point tonight, we have to watch Dark Side of the Rainbow. And there's a lot of pressure when you take five guys up 
and sit them in your in your man cave and sync up Dark Side of the Moon with with Wizard of Oz because you're like this could be the dumbest thing in the world. And like, you gotta be and, and maybe precise. you're not as excited as I was last night watching this for the first time, and you gotta have a little a little help. Maybe explain uh, for the uninitiated because when we talked Saturday night, you recall this? Yes, when you're on these absolutely okay. And uh, I said, is it just a, a timing thing? Because that's math. All that is is math. Right. You can start an album 42 minutes prior to the end of a film, and that'll stop. I'm not out. saying it's... Okay, here's what I'm saying, and here's what it is. It's the first... It, it's a 42-minute album. My first question was you to you was like, because I wanted to get you to, to try to watch it. I feel like this is one of those things where, like, you know, there's things your wife likes to do that you have to pretend that you like to do also. This is one of those things in our relationship where mm -hmm. it's like at some point, if you listen to Dark Side of the Moon, I'll be giddy. Uh, if you do this, I'll be even happier. So I was trying to plant, this, plant the seeds with you and I was like, hey, you need to watch this thing. Are you into Pink Floyd? He's like, not really. When I hear Pink Floyd, I think Jimi Hendrix, which just seems like a crock of shit. I but, swear to God. <laughs> but actually, after investigating, he really doesn't listen to Pink Floyd. Uh, but you sync up Dark Side of the Moon, the greatest album of all time, 42 minutes long, with the start of Alice in Wonderland, or not Alice in Wonderland. That's another thing. Like, I get these all mixed that's, up. See, that's what Wizard I said. Of Oz. So you, you, you sync it up at the end of the Metro Goldwyn uh, Lion Roar. The third roar, the second roar, as soon as it finishes, you start the album, and then you go. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say this. At first, I was very skeptical. The reason I'd waited 38 years to do this was being skeptical. I was like, there's no way they took the time to do this. And I'm not saying that taking the time to do this took like extraordinary skill. But to me, when I finished watching for the first time, my jaw was on the ground. And I got on Reddit, and a lot of people are like, ah, it doesn't sync up that well, the whole thing. Well, you're not paying close, close enough attention. You cannot tell me that there's no that that's all coincidence all the thing Matt have you seen this I have yeah every not everything syncs up but enough key moments sync up to me to where I'm like okay coincidence is off the table so these guys Roger Waters and them have denied this vehemently since the rumor came out I guess like back in the 80s or 90s right. somebody got got stoned or was on acid <laughs> and they were like let's try this <laughs> Exactly I think it's the greatest idea in the world like how they found that needle in the haystack was incredible to me now, those Pink Floyd guys have denied it. Now, I understand why they might deny it because it might have been a pack, like a death pack for them. Oh. And I love death packs. We yeah. love death packs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fully supportive of that. To deny it is almost like saying the sky is not blue to me after watching it. And so coincidence is off the table. And now the question for me is, is the most amazing thing in music history just right under our noses? And like a bunch of people have seen it in high school, but we don't really talk about this the fact that this is synced up at various waypoints with the album. It's insane to me. Now, I don't know how difficult that was to do to Macon's point because it's 42. People say, well, the album's only 42 minutes. Wizard of Oz is like an hour and a half. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter. And then Kevin this morning, he broke my heart because all that pressure I was feeling last night looking around the room like, are you guys seeing this? Kevin was sleeping at the end of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping. Well, it looked like you were sleeping. And then well, this dude, morning, I, I mean, we yeah. we did some stuff. Yeah, man, like put and me then, to sleep. And then we, but I was all in. The heart and the Tin Man. That okay, but that, you walked in this morning and you said I still don't think. I just think I think some dude was off his mind, heard the heart and the heart, and brought it together. Okay. Now, and the other thing is the the house. Yes. With the sky that. I, I okay, but you just named two things that sync up perfectly. I could name like 10 
And so my question so is, you might have more. You think it's all coincidence? Okay, maybe you didn't catch this, but when Dorothy gets up on the fence is the first time in the movie where I'm like, okay, it's synced up because they're talking about um, in in, uh, in I think it's the maybe the first or second song of the album. They're talking about balancing on the biggest wave. They're talking about like you know, like uh, riding the tide through life. And if you balance on the, if you chase the biggest wave, you could be headed to an early grave. And Dorothy's up on the fence, like balancing on the fence when that happens. Okay, so you're like, okay, they're in. And then the witch comes through. And in the song Time, where all the, the jingles are going off, it sounds like bicycle spokes. Mm -hmm. And she rides into- See, I uh, missed all that. See, that's what, you're, that's what you're missing. You need to watch it with the subtitles and then also know Dark Side of the Moon really well. <laughs> well, the- Yes, and I don't know it as well, but the subtitles and Tom that wasn't jiving, that wasn't going to happen. Well, like yeah, that. he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> able to find the subtitles. But there's a bunch of things with the subtitles that you're like when Great Gig in the Sky comes on, it's literally a tornado. Mm -hmm. And they're syncing up Dorothy screaming with the vocals on Great Gig in the Sky, and when the sky's falling through the I always thought Great Gig in the Sky was like five stages of death of death, like acceptance, all that stuff. And I don't know if I'm sure about that, but like when when the singer's kind of in that acceptance period and the house is falling through the sky and it's spinning around and she's seeing like her grandmother and you know, like maybe her grandfather and whoever else it was in the boat, like the, the, the tone of the vocals match perfectly with kind of like a bittersweet nostalgia that she's feeling. And then the house drops to the ground and you know, like that, oh, like her voice matches up with that. And then you get into the actual money song where the color comes on, it's black and white at the beginning of Wizard of Oz. Money is synced up perfectly with her walking into wherever the fuck that is, like the Yellow Brick Road or whatever. And the whole movie is actually about, it's about the economy. It's about like, mm. yeah, so. Populism. Yeah, it's about populism. Yeah. So when they're in that thing and the munchkins are the people, that the, the Wicked Witch of the, the East is supposed to be the bank. Like she's supposed to be like, you Emerald know. Emerald City is the greenback dollar so yeah. so all the munchkins are the people that are getting crushed by the bank but when she killed the, the 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 witch with the house unintentionally they're all they're all free from the burden and that completely synced up with what was going on the munchkins were marching to the music dude it was insane i mean everything down to the fact that when she set out on the, the yellow brick road the the line in the song is uh out of my way it's a busy day i've got things to do and she's skipping down the road, down to the scarecrow during brain damage when he starts losing his mind and brain damage comes on. And it's about a guy losing his mind. Damn. Down to the Tin Man with the heartbeat that ends the album. Damn. Bro, the Tin Man, when the album ends and you hear the heartbeat, they're tapping on the Tin Man's chest. And at the end of the album, you know, uh, during in Dark Side of the Moon, when you hear those voices in the background, there are a lot of like tour managers yeah. and like people that just worked on the tour, drinking, saying things like, you know, I'm not really afraid of dying. Anytime we'll do all that stuff. But at the end of the, the, the album, uh, somebody says, uh, I don't think there is a Dark Side of the Moon. And Tin Man says it's empty at the very same time. And I just think the whole thing is synced up. You, It's impossible to me to call it a coincidence. I feel gaslit by people that are saying, it's not that it is a coincidence, dude. So you're changing my mind a little bit because I got caught up in like watching their them talk, and 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 the words weren't sinking. The there. emotions were sinking though. See, a lot. I think I, I I I'm hearing you. Like the I'm the the, you. the the, the uh, expressions on faces, the movements, the 
you know, when when a scene would end and somebody would walk down the stairs. Bro. I mean, it was cool. Uh, bro. It was really cool. Black way. and white. As soon as black is said, the witch shows up in black. And then when she, you know, down and out, she sets, she goes down the stairs and out and, and off she goes. Did you notice this stuff the first time or did the first it take time. you to say, okay. Because, because I, I know every word of the album and I know like the themes of the album and I also was watching with subtitles. So I'm just saying like for listeners that haven't done this, maybe you didn't go to high school, you know, like me, but uh, check it out. Like if you miss that chapter of your life, I'm telling you, it is the most, now I'm biased because I love Pink Floyd and like the album and love the album, but it is the most amazing thing I've 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 watched like musically because I don't know how difficult it is to do that. Sure, they could sync up five, seven waypoints over the course of one or two songs, but like I don't know how difficult that is. It's still incredible to me that these guys were like, Yeah, we're gonna sync this up with the Wizard of Oz. I'm wondering if they were inspired by the Wizard of Oz. Did that inspire some 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 probably i mean it would probably to, you know what i mean wasn't well, that what we're saying that's that what is, we're saying that, that they were inspired I don't think by that, the wizard i don't like, think that's where i have a like, problem I don't, I don't want wizard of oz to be associated necessarily with that album because i just think it's so fantastic it doesn't have to be you know what i mean and i don't even think dark side of the moon has to be primarily uh associated with wizard of oz i just think it's like such a cool easter egg and here's another theory i have now that i've thought about it Okay, so if coincidence is out the, the door for me, that means they did it, and they did it on purpose, but they're denying it. So death pact, right? What if there's a light side of the moon, mm. B side of the album, that releases when the last member of Pink Floyd dies? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. You gotta think about this, because there's still an hour plus of the movie left. How's the movie in? What's the movie about? I have not gotten to the end of the movie. The movie's, you don't know The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, I don't. She so gets basically, back to Kansas. Yeah, she gets back. Oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Well, I, that's uh, what she's saying when she's not in Kansas. Oh, the Yellow Brick Road. She's on the Yellow Brick Road. She's going to see The Wizard. She Lally meets the Pops. Cowardly Lion, the, 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 the Tin Man, the Scarecrow. Oh, I was the lion from this film senior year of high school for Halloween, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Senior year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a kid costume. Were your kids sad to come home to dogs with type 2 diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't noticed yet. TBD. All right. But anyways, it was a great it was a great weekend. If you want to like I really think they should study what man does when he's left to his own devices like because <laughs> yeah, it, I was the perfect man for 2 days. Uh, I was like really what Homo sapien was Homo, Homo sapien was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Like that's Homo sapien in his purest element right down to at the end, when you guys all packed up and left and Tom and Joey were playing their guitars, I was cleaning up the kitchen and I was scarfing pizza and I didn't have any water. And I, you know, sometimes where you're like, man, if you don't slow down, you're going to choke. And then you keep eating. And then I've I, literally never had that thought. Yeah. Cause you just don't operate that way. But like, like I, uh, there was a little piece of pizza is my theory. And it got stuck like in the back of my throat somewhere and it would not go away. And it was terrifying because you're like, number one, am I choking? I had the pull socks. I was like, I think I'm straight. I went over and talked to Tom and Joey. I was like, guys, not to break up the jam sesh here, but I might need one of you guys to do the Heimlich on me. Just just stick around for like 30 minutes to make sure I'm not choking. And Tom's like sitting on the couch. He's like, I think you're gonna be okay, buddy. I think it could be acid <laughs> reflux. And then eventually he, le reflux. he left at 11 o'clock and I was up till 3 a.m. trying to get this oh stuff out God. of the <laughs> Bro, because it just wouldn't, and I think like coupled with the acid reflux, which is not something I'm used to feeling, with whatever piece of food was stuck back there that eventually got dislodged at like two in the morning. 
Um, it was. A Did you start to try the water, like the fluids? Oh, I was doing fluids. I was doing peanut butter. I ate butter. I, I was gargling. I stood under the shower to try to get the shower to just hit the back of my throat. <laughs> That's eventually what did it. So dude. you basically did a popcorn kernel thing with pizza. With a piece of pizza, which in my and I'm googling like, hey, where does the larynx meet the trachea? Because like, if, <laughs> if I'm sleeping and all of a sudden this thing gets dislodged, am I gonna choke? That's my fear. Like I, I'm not. I'm it might not have a, been the boomers, man. Can somebody give me a fine. cadaver or something so I could like, you know, I, what I texted my drug? team doctor from from the Rams like, hey, you got five minutes to eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> can I go to bed now or do, do I have to worry about choking? You know what the worst thing about like choking or something like that where you're like, am I gonna die? It's probably not gonna happen, but they, it could die. Is what I've realized is I'm at the point where I'm too embarrassed to go to the doctors. Mm -hmm. Like I could die because I'm too embarrassed to go to urgent care. Like I really thought about going to urgent care. <laughs> I thought about sticking a vacuum down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> there were. I know somebody. See, out you, there you're not. You can't this. be alone that long. You know. That's okay. the point. I think that was the point. Was like after two days, it's like you can't be in Vegas too long. You can't be alone, left to your own devices too long. You'll choke or something. <laughs> On pizza. What about like chewing up some gum and putting it on a stick and going back down? There? I was, I had a fucking, you know, you know, uh, if you have a slate call, if you're turkey hunting, you know, you got the, mm -hmm. the little. No, I, no, no, no. Give us one. I had the, I'm not going to give you one, but I had the, I had the, the stick on my slate call and I had that thing in the back. I was like, I FaceTimed my parents, you know, like the whole thing. And of course they were very concerned. Now, serious so they're like question. making me think I am choking. Are you inside or outside of your mind? I'm inside my mind. Fully. Yes, this has okay. happened to me before, but not to this degree where I couldn't get it out for quite a while. Okay. Like at this point, I'm in the afterglow. It's not like when it's you're in college and you're drunk and you no. call your parents because you think it's funny. No, okay. no, no, no. I'm I'm perfectly sober and I tried to make that clear to my parents because I think there was like a two, three minute period where they were like, Is he high? And then once they, once they realized that I wasn't, I think they were kind of concerned. And then it kind of like, it compounded because they were concerned. And then I called my wife and she was like, try some apple cider vinegar, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I was like, can you hurry up and get home? <laughs> So that was that so was a big tough guy for the two the two days. You need then you had to you need yeah, a, yeah, dude. The bottom line is I need <laughs> I need a blender to grind my pizza up, <laughs> eat it like an old person. If I called my mom and said, "Mom, I think I'm choking," she would hang up on me. Right, really, right away. She'd be like, "You're talking to me. You're good." And it turned out I was fine, dude. I woke up this morning. I was like, "Oh, I'm still here." Oh, you passed it. Your parents passed, love you. Yep, yep. So That's nice of them. Anyways. We have PFT commenter coming up in a couple minutes, uh, and I got to be honest, at this point in the sports calendar, we don't know what the fuck to talk about, so we're going to take our best stab at it. This, this pod in general is not one that's loaded with NFL headlines. It's the hardest part of the job, guys. Yeah. I mean... Luckily, the sports calendar does continue. We're coming off an NBA All-Star weekend. Uh, which we'll talk about with, with uh, PFT. Golf. Golf. There, there are, there are, there are golf matches being they're played. They're shitting themselves of <laughs> because of In and Out Burger, which is the title sponsor of the event. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck. That just backfired. Uh, they're most Literally. likely hockey games on. So that's what animal style is when you have to shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret menu. Um, there's also, uh, there's also. A little bit of commander's talk I want to have with with yeah. PFT because of his fandom. 
Even though the NFL season's over, you can still make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, your go-to pizza spot. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices throughout the offseason. Two housekeeping items real quick. Number, housekeeping? Number one. Housekeeping? Number one. Um, I've been crushing the mod tub every day. Mod tub for people that are listening. I'm not even doing this. They, this isn't part of our deal. Like all I had to do was a social post. But I'm just doing this because I believe in the product. Mod tub uh, is basically a giant Yeti with a chiller on there that I can turn down to like 40, 40 degrees if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I get my cold tub every day, mm-hmm. which I did not get today. Um, and when I don't get it, I feel it. Uh, listen, dude, cold therapy. I'm just telling you, I'm not just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not doing this because, because mod tub paid me like with a, with a unit, they ship your boy unit for a social post, but, um, cold therapy can really help you. If you're, if you're at home, if you, if you've got like aches and pains, if you're having trouble recovering, if you're suffering from depression, if you if you need a little kick, like I can't drink caffeine, so I need something to wake me up. I need some dopamine, dude. ADHD brain needs some dopamine. Uh, every morning I'm in there eight to ten minutes, and that fucking thing's freezing. Uh, but after a while, I get used to it. And this is in the dead of winter. I can't wait till it's summer and you're hot as hell, and you got to get in there. What so? What color do you have? I got a gray. Oh yeah, that looks real nice. Anybody who needs. Whether it's mod tub or something else, like you should look into cold therapy. Now I know a lot of this stuff's really expensive, and I, I understand that like the Bitcoin bro kind of guys have hijacked like uh, cold tub therapy as like this new craze, and everybody on Instagram that you side eye has a cold tub. But I'm just telling you, as a professional athlete, former professional athlete, cold therapy is legitimately the way to go. It's like medicine. Chances um, are, there's like a river or a lake creek near you just go, go hop in those. that bad boy dude so yeah, we went to the rivana a couple weeks ago the water had to be 38 degrees we did the sauna it's amazing and into the river and the whole thing so like i'm telling you look at these northern european motherfuckers they live a long time i was watching a documentary last night on the blue zones which are zones where people live 100 years or whatever so i'm i'm, I'm looking at some uh i'm looking at fish i'm looking at olive oil i'm looking at at uh at sashimi and stuff like that but I'm also looking at cold tubs. The Nordic guys, they're all over it. In in that area in Scandinavia, on those big lakes and, and fjords. The fjords. They uh, put the they put saunas on like float floats. Mm-hmm. Float them out of the middle of the lake with a little Damn, uh, motor we, on the back. And then you can need. jump in the lake, do your sauna right in the middle. That's what we need. What are Killer. we doing? What are we doing? Hey. Pond. Hear me out. Yeah. Hot showers. <laughs> nah, dude, they don't do it. They, they don't hit the same. That's another thing. If you're like a cold therapy person, which I, I always have been, but like I've always had a rubber made and gone to get ice, like, and you know, intermittently, you know, you're just not going to do it much more than that because you got to go 10 bags of ice every day. You look at some of these, these cold tubs with chillers and you're like, oh, it's so fucking expensive. I understand. You're looking at some of these things, they're a few thousand dollars depending on, and for somebody that might not be within your budget. So, Go look at a river or a lake or a creek, like Reed said. But I'm telling you, this is worth its weight in gold. Like, I, I, if I had to pick between Zen for the next two years, like Whoa. my Zen budget and a cold tub, I'd probably quit Zen. Wow. Yeah. 
And by the way, I have an admin for Zen. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Zen's easier to misplace and misjudge than, than dip because, like, I can't tell how much is it. You know, like, if you have Zen, you can't tell how many pillows are in this thing by shaking it around. It's not like dip. It's, it's fun to guess, actually. It's fun. It's it, not until you, you at 11 <laughs> o'clock realize. Is it pillows? That's what I call them. Oh, okay. So you pull up your phone, you open an app, your wife's looking over your shoulder. She says, Is that Tinder? You're like, No, it's not Tinder, I promise. She's like, Let me take the phone. Uh, you look at the, she looks at the phone, there's a message, be right there. There's even a car, like on DoorDash, you can see it coming. And she's like, oh, side chick's on the way. Like, I'm gonna bust him, she waits at the door. Some guy pulls up with a, with a baseball cap with a, with a fishing hook on the brim. And he gets out of his Toyota Tacoma and tosses you some Zen. And that's that, Zinder. <laughs> it's for people it's for people that are out of Zen at inopportune times. Like, there's like a 10 mile radius around you, whoever has a Zen. They, it pops up. You get rewards for actually delivering the Zen. I'm telling you, this thing might have legs. That's a good idea. Because there's nothing worse than not having nicotine. If you're at a music festival, if you're like in Mexico, I've been in Mexico and had to like rip heaters for two, three days because <laughs> I was out of Zen. Somebody on resort has Zen. And usually you end up talking to a guy at a concert at 10 p.m. and you're like, fuck, man, if I only had these pillows all throughout the day, thanks for the exchange. If you had Zender, no problem. That's a good idea. The You're creating a, communi the, a community. Yeah, Zen community. Yeah, yeah. The crux of the campaign is that it, it rhymes with Tinder. Yes. Okay. Zender. Okay. Anyways, here's PFT. Oh no, one more thing in uh, in in housekeeping. Uh, we've been talking a lot about sumo wrestlers and whether or not they can play in the NFL. It was a mailbag question last pod. I think yes. Kyle thinks no. I think he's threatened by these guys. You know, he's like, oh, I don't think they can pass that. I'm like, in America. Uh, he had a nice voice. He does. He has a, it's quietly, he has a, great he has a very voice. nice voice. So uh, Colorado State tweeted at us today. They have an actual sumo wrestler on the roster. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so Amateur champion. Amateur champion. Hidatora Hanada. Yep. Defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 6'1", 280. Yep. Perfect. Can we That's get him on? Lightweight we sumo. We should on. get him on at some point. I look at this guy hanging out with his sumo garb outside the uh, outside the defensive line room. He's there. smaller than I thought he'd be. Yeah, well, he's not one of the big big time professional champions. You get the big time professional cha champions over here. They're like Nate Newton. So it's featherweight. Um, let's have PFT. Toyota, the official automotive partner of the NFL, has a brand new vehicle hitting the road now. The all-new Toyota Tacoma dares you to come out and play. The 2024 Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever, and it's time to make your off-roading dreams come true. The 2024 Toyota Tacoma is a truck that's tough on the trail and easy on the eyes. Electrifying power, maximum torque. The all-new Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever. It's just a fact. All-new Trail Hunter grade is a factory-developed overlanding rig built from the ground up with the latest integrated off-road equipment from ARB, Old Man, Emu, and Rigid. Toyota, the official automotive partner of the NFL. Joining us now, my dear friend, somebody who I actually got to hang out with over Super Bowl, uh, PFT commenter. How we doing, buddy? Hey, Chris. Doing good. Hey, Macon. How's it going? Hi, PFT. I'm well. And yourself? Uh, doing great. Doing great. I, uh, I I got back from the Super Bowl, Chris. We had a fun time. We hung out. We had a great Friday night. night. Yeah, Friday night, the last night in Vegas for me, which is always like uh, you just kind of stare at the wall and you're like, yeah. "Why am I here still?" 
but yeah, I, it helped I, having you out. I was staring at the wall too, and the wall was a lot more entertaining for me that night than others. Uh, yeah, dude, we, I was not party. happy to be in that nightclub, and then and then the medicine kicked in, and <laughs> uh, and you saw my face change immediately. You had a great uh, time. We had a great time. Uh, big ups to PFT for for medicine provision. Um, we uh, on our way out to the club, we uh, we arranged a little Mark Davis meetup. Yeah, that was that was serendipitous. We were walking into the casino, I think, waiting for a car. You, if I remember, my details are a little bit fuzzy, but you had never met Mark before. I had not. I had not, so I accosted him. Yeah. And and got- he wasn't, like, pissed to see me. He was cool. No, he's really happy to see you. He was like, oh, my God, Chris, it's been so, like, I haven't, I haven't met you. I feel like I, I should have met you at some point. And then I'm walking by as you're having, like, a nice heart-to-heart. You obviously have, like, a family connection with Mark Davis and the Raiders. Um, I do not, and I saw you having your little meetup, and I just blurted out, I was like, Mark, part of my take. <laughs> and, and, you looked at me, and you're like, is this your friend? And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Probably shouldn't have said that right there. But um, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And also I, I got to talk to Jeff Lurie, who you were also – I actually piggyback on a couple of your conversations. Owners, yeah. I'm like the owner uh, go-between for you. Yeah, the owner whisperer. And uh, Mr. Lurie was very happy to be talking to you. And then I went up to him, and I was just like – the commander's going to kick your ass for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did not. I don't think I said that, but I was just like, we're about to get a great quarterback in this draft. And he's like, well, I hope you picked the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, who's next on your, uh, on your owner world tour? If you could meet any owner next, who would it be? Easy. Easy. Every single Packers owner. All 30,000. Just all of them. <laughs> Shake all their hands. All no, it, it'd be uh, Jim Ursay, Mr. Ursay. Oh. Uh, I've I've long wanted to go to one of his concerts, and he has a, a tremendous selection of guitars. I feel like we've been circling each other for a long time, and uh, we're going to make it happen at some point. But my favorite Jim Irsay thing that I want to talk to him about is uh, his belief in guitars. So he owns some of the most expensive guitars on planet Earth. I think he yep. probably owns like five out of the top ten most expensive guitars. He owns a and Pink Floyd. Yeah, I think he has a Hendrix, but he definitely has – I think he has uh, oh. a black- Floyd one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said Pink Floyd and he said Hendrix. Yeah, but not in the way that you did it earlier. Explain to him. I, uh, all right. I have not known, uh, I guess, what Pink Floyd is my entire life. I thought Pink Floyd was a Jimi Hendrix song. And I think where the signals <laughs> got crossed is with Purple Haze, which is also a color followed by a word. Yes. But uh-huh. when you just... This is a little like Pink Floyd, Wizard of Oz. No, he's, of it's just another guitar on. that Jim Irsay has. No, most people don't associate Pink Floyd with Jimi Hendrix. And just topically here, the reason this came up, PFT, was for the first time in my life this week, uh, my wife left town, and so what do I do with the two days? Uh, take a bunch of drugs and watch, uh, watch Dark Side of the Rainbow, which I've never watched. Wizard of Oz synced up with Dark Side of the Moon. I know it's something everybody did in high school. Yeah. Did you do that in high school? I've never done that. No, that's something. Oh that my I've, god, dude! I've heard about it, and I, I've heard like that, that's the big stoner thing to do is to try to sync it up and it's real, see if it matches. That's the, the that's the thing they don't tell you. It's a big stoner thing to do, but then the stoners actually have to get together and get on the same page and sync it up perfectly. You know, like during the credits and the whole thing. But but you you definitely need to check this out. It's it's legit. It's not it's not a rumor. It's not a conspiracy. They really did it. It all um, works. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to check it out. So, yeah, he's got guitars. He also has a, an, an aquatic ATV and a helicopter. Like a duck boat? Yeah, dude. You never saw that video? No, I haven't seen that one. I, I've seen a lot of Jim Mercer videos, like the, the one where he's smoking cigarettes and powerlifting. That one rocks. Is that recent? No, that's from his younger days, like in his 30s. He was strong as shit. He was a beast. Also, I want to say you guys, uh, and I mean this is a compliment. I, I put you guys in the same category. People, when you hear, oh, PFD's doing music. Oh, Jim Mercer's doing music. You're like, oh, it's just a, it's a publicity thing. But you guys are actually good at music, you and Jim. Me and Jim. I, I feel like we'd have a lot to talk about together. His, his sincere belief in guitars is that if he buys a guitar, the guitar still has that same energy in it, like the same musical notes that have been played on it by all the greats. So if he buys a Hendrix guitar, he thinks that one day we'll have the technology to extract all the sounds that Jimmy played out of it. And then <laughs> he'll be able to listen to that and the guitar will play itself. Somebody needs to tell Ravel that these items have powers so he doesn't buy another, like, Hitler death certi birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's the same thing, Darren. That'd be a great horror movie, though, right? Like, yes. Darren Ravel's autograph collection comes alive. Comes and, alive. Night in yeah, the Museum. And you got Dr. King and, and Hitler and Rosa Parks <laughs> playing cards with each other in his study while he's out. <laughs> hey, who plays Darren Ravel? Oh, that's a that's a terrible question. <laughs> it's got to be either Brendan Fraser or Zach Braff, right? I don't even know Zach Braff. Sure, you know Scrubs. Zach Braff. Oh, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Scrubs. Zach Braff. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Braff. Sure, I don't watch Scrubs. He's but I know the better him. looking uh, Dak Shepard. Better looking than Dak Shepard. Uh, um, maybe Frankie Munez. Yeah. Who's playing Jim Irsay? That, Gary Busey. Gary Busey would be really good at that. I was going <laughs> to say uh, Jeff Daniels, probably Jeff also strong. This would be great. Also, happy birthday to Jeff Daniels. Is his birthday his, today? Yeah, today or tomorrow. Uh, time of tape, you know, tomato, tomato for people. February 19th. Who else did you meet at the Super Bowl? PFT? Uh, well, I met Mark Davis twice. That was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was the thing that confused me. Yeah. Because you kind of went back in for seconds. Yeah, I went back in for seconds, and I just wanted to, like, hammer home because we accosted him in, in a mall earlier that week, both me and Big Cat. I saw that. I saw him coming. You, you can't mistake Mark Davis. Like, I saw him probably 50, 60 yards away. I was mm -hmm. just like, boom, that's Mark. So we go up to him, and we basically just say, hey, you have to come on our podcast, which is the coolest thing you can say to somebody. And uh, he was like, yeah, okay, all right, sure, sounds good. Yeah, and the then, way he said yes, I was like, it's never going to happen. Well, so we went up to him and we just we introduced ourselves. We've been asking his his reps if we could get him on the show at some point. And I guess we assumed that he I guess had heard of us, which he absolutely had not, I don't think. And then Big Cat tries to pull like a I know one of your friends move. He's like, uh, the assistant coach at Arkansas, he's one of my guys and Big Cat's based on the name for it, but apparently it is the guy that like, <laughs> Mark is close with that Big Cat yeah. knows. But he yeah. just did like uh assistant coach, Arkansas. <laughs> and Mark Davis looked at him like, what? And because like, uh, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's one of my guys, and he, he says that you would want to come on the show. And then Mark was just like, okay, let's take a picture and get out of here. And then when I saw him later on in the week, I just I, I could only stumble the words part of my take to just try to reinforce the booking that we got with him, just you know, for, for name repetition so it gets in his head. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. But, uh, yeah, I, I met Mark twice, uh, saw Russell Wilson. He made quite an entrance. 
at the uh, at the Shaq Funhouse party. He was just. You remember the look that he had on his face when he was walking? No, I never saw him. He was right with us, so it was like right <laughs> after or before. Not with the us. Meeting with us? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was. I think it was right after the Jeff Lurie meeting, and he walked behind us in that hallway and walked in with with Sierra, and she was coming down like that that hallway there, <laughs> and Russ had this look on his face like. He he practices his runway look. Zoolander. And he was just mean mugging everybody walking down the hallway. Oh yeah, he's looking intense, focused. I I thought he I was saw that thug Sean Payton walking around. Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, multiple times. He's in like a fucking t-shirt and jeans, just walking through the casino like he was normal. <laughs> that sounds about right. Trying to blame. Imagine if they had run into each other in the hallway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fireworks. Yeah. Um, I, I did the same thing you did with what Big Cat did with uh, Mark Davis with Jordan Love. I walked up oh, to really? Jordan Love. I was like, Dontavian Wicks is our guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and his eyes lit up. Like, maybe we'll get uh, Jordan Love. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I've got a bunch of unanswered DMs to people after Super Bowl week about, hey, you said you might come on the podcast. They're not coming on the podcast. Maybe Mark Davis for uh, PMT. Um, do you like Vegas as a Super Bowl city? I actually kind of did. I had a fun week, and maybe there was a lot of stuff to do, a lot going on. Uh, I feel like the Super Bowl is going to be back there on on whatever the fast track is going to be, like every four years probably, every five years in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was such a big success with all the casinos making money. All the celebrities showed up there because it was like, you know, Vegas, excuse to go to Vegas. I feel like they're going to have it back there again. I, I liked it. I didn't I, – I liked it more than I thought I would because, in my opinion, at this age – the perfect amount of time to spend in Vegas is like 36 hours. Right? Yeah, that's stretching it. Yeah. I think you fly in Friday. If you're an East Coaster. If yeah. you're an East Coaster, 36. If you're a West Coaster, I say 48 tops. Yeah, you fly in Friday evening, get that first night, second day, full day in Vegas, and then early, early Sunday, maybe even like right after midnight, Saturday night, fly out. Ooh, I can't do that red eye with a buzz. These guys kind of did it. They went to Gronk's beach party, all the production guys. I, I came down to the Wind Buffet at like 3 o'clock before our flight, and they were shit-faced. I want to talk to you about a little bit more football. How bad a hire is this Dan Quinn? <laughs> what a bummer, PFT. You're, you're such a hater. Turn your hat backwards, Megan. Get, oh. get in the spirit. Yeah. Uh, look, Dan Quinn was my first choice. You hear this? <laughs> it's funny. The other day, I did this whole segment on Dan Quinn. And anytime somebody's hired, I don't like to bury the hire. I like to give the pros and the cons and try to stay kind of like, you know, positive, but down the middle. Uh, and Macon texted me later like, would you want me to get in on that segment a little bit more? Because I just had a bunch of ammunition to shit all over Dan Quinn, and I didn't do it. Uh, well, so here's your chance. You have a, a pre-existing relationship with him. Well, I know a lot of people. I, I, I know Joe Barry. I was talking about, about the Packers defense. Yeah, that's one of the hardest things now, you know, when you're actually talking football. And I, you guys get into a little bit where you're like, you have serious opinions and you're like, fuck, I hope I don't offend the guy. But coaches inevitably are going to take things personally if you talk about them. Yeah. The funny part for me was how Washington wanted a bunch of coaches that they didn't get. And then settled on on Dan. That's the, fake. That's fake. The story news. was supposedly that the Ben Johnson thing, it was more split. You know, like the, it wasn't a, like half know, the plane conclusion. on the way was like we really want him, and half the, the plane was half... like this guy's fucking weird, dude. He asked for like forty million dollars, and he's kind of out there. 
And, you know, I don't know if he can command a room. I don't know. These are the things, like, again, it's hearsay. Yeah, it's, um, what I heard What I heard is that we wanted to give him a test because we didn't know if he was trustworthy, Ben Johnson. And so mm-hmm. the test was we're going to tell him that we're going to interview him. It was a fake interview. Fake interview. Or we're going to get on a plane and we're going to see if he's the kind of guy that would cancel an interview while we're on the plane. And it yes. turns out that he is. So thank God we put that test in place. Perfect right? trap. Yeah. Perfect trap. Perfectly laid trap. Uh, The old ownership group would have totally botched that. Now, here's what's funny to me is after that whole thing, am I I remembering this right, uh, PFT, where they get back and they're incensed at Ben Johnson because he canceled the meeting and how, how much that threw off their process and the whole thing. Aaron Glenn's over there like, what the fuck? Were you not coming to talk to me like at all in earnest? Like it was this the biggest fake interview ever? Yeah, um, because Aaron was also the yeah. reason that they went to Detroit. They acted like they wasted gas money. Yeah, I think that was a fake interview with Aaron Glenn. Like Aaron Glenn seems like a good guy. Seems like his players like him. Yes, but uh, I mean, look at Detroit's defense. It was like, tough. Why, I didn't understand why why he was like a name that was being thrown around there to begin with. Fake interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake interviews. Which so, sucks. Which sucks. I am make that clear. I think that sucks. You know, but but the new the 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 Rooney rule and everything and and the hiring uh, focus, unfortunately, uh, a bad side effect is gonna we, we're gonna have fake interviews. So I, I've got an idea for a new rule. Yeah, you guys can let me know what you think because there was that report that came out Super Bowl week that Mike Vrabel was too large and intimidating. Yes, to be an NFL head coach. Um, do we need a, a Rooney rule for um, fat head coaches? No, we need an LP with an earpiece. So basically, Vrabel's outside in the lobby, and like you got a wee man situation, not going to be threatening at all to these owners, and he's relaying via some speech technology <laughs> whatever Mike Vrabel would say in the lobby. So they can't be intimidated by him. Now you were saying big fat coaches. Yeah, yeah. You should. Have, every team should have to interview a fat guy each yes, year. Yes, I agree. I get, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Fat guys win Super Bowls. The name Ben Johnson, what does that literally translate to? Oh, Ben Johnson? Um, He's uh, a penis in his uh, past Circumcised life. foreskin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how is your – are you hopeful? Are you like – are you feeling the, the change, the winds of change? Or are you concerned because one of the reports was that Ben Johnson was so turned off by these basketball guys – making their basketball analogies to football. Because I think that's the corniest thing I've ever heard if that was happening. It's like when I go to the doctors and they're telling me I have, like, I have a medical condition and they're trying to put it in football terms. They're like basically... It's like a blitz. You're, 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 the acid in your esophagus is offsides, Chris. <laughs> you know, like, like that's how I imagine those guys talking to uh to ben johnson so are you hopeful or do you are you worried these basketball guys are gonna fuck it up i'm hopeful i'm very hopeful and uh i it can't be worse than dan that's the thing it's like no matter what happens it's not dan snyder and it, there's no chance that this guy can be any worse than him what and could this guy do that could be worse nothing nothing like i i i don't think that i could have hated dan snyder anymore by the time he was gone so i i think well i know that i'm hopeful I think that Dan Quinn is uh, – his players like him. He's a Super Bowl appearer, Chris. It's a big deal. I, he's been in a Super Bowl. Actually, when I, when I first heard the Dan Quinn news, I started going through the list of ways I can talk myself into Dan Quinn. Yes. And uh, the first things that popped to mind, it was like, well, he got to a Super Bowl. 
and he took a quarterback, and his quarterback had an MVP season, and he dominated the NFC South. And then I, I realized very quickly, I'm just doing Ron Rivera again. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing Ron Rivera. Super Bowl, Super Bowl a pure alpha yeah. male. Seems that his players like him. But the, pe- the people really do like Dan Quinn, and he hired a really good staff in Atlanta. That's, that's kind of the yeah. positive spin I put on it. When you look back at Atlanta, all the coaches that became head coaches on that staff, it's incredible. I mean, Shanahan wasn't Shanahan when he hired him. You know, Raheem Morris, uh, the LaFleur brothers, there's a whole bunch of guys. Ulbrich, who's in New York now with the Jets, was down there. So he had great staff. Let's see if he can do the same thing. Yeah, so it's funny because the, the graphic that they always show, and it's always on Fox for some reason, is the former Washington head coaches from 2013 and where they are now. Now Atlanta, that graphic Atlanta. becomes the Falcons head coach. The Falcons. Because all those guys were on the Falcons, plus you have Dan Quinn, who was yeah. also on the Falcons. So now it's like, look at what a what a, a locked in, dialed up coaching staff the Falcons had. I think that by hiring Dan Quinn, we just kind of absolved ourselves of of that meme that always goes around. But I like Dan, and you're right, the staff I think is pretty solid. I like Cliff. When we got Cliff, oh boy, oh I was speculating. I speculated all over the place because it was like he's going to be a Raider. Wait, what could entice him to go to the Commanders? Caleb Williams. Are we going to trade up, get Caleb? So I've, uh, I've sold myself on this staff. Again, it can't be any worse. I think he's going to be competent. Um, you can't – the Super Bowl appearance was good for Dan Quinn. It was good. Obviously, you were on the other side of the coin on that one. Um, but 28-3 to against Bill Belichick. At some point in this game, he had those guys ready to play. And, you know, Shanahan didn't do himself any favors this week in shaking off that kind of, like, ghost from 28-3. to We can put that on Dan Quinn, and I know if I was Dan Quinn, I would have walked down and been like, run the fucking football. But part of that's Kyle, too. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, and Kyle is definitely getting, I think, some deserved criticism. Deserved, yeah. For, for the overtime decision-making thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but when I heard the new rule, the very first thing that I thought was, well, you should want to kick off in overtime now. Like, that was the first thing that occurred to, to me and Big Cat when Jake was giving us the rundown of the rule changes for this year. And, uh, yeah, you do, kinda, yeah, you absolutely should, you, especially in a low-scoring game. In a low-scoring yeah. game where chances are there's going to be a punt, and there wasn't a punt, although they overcame, like, third and very long because of a hold. Like, that was almost very easily a punt and a midfield drive start for Kansas City with a chance to win. The yeah. more the more compelling justification for me than my defense was gassed was if it's field goal, field goal, then we get the yes. next shot. If yes. it's touchdown, touchdown, nobody goes for two, we get the next shot. But I, I do think, you know, if he'd have just said, even if he was lying after the game, that, like, my defense got dog walked for two minutes at the end of regulation, they're tired. I would have been like, okay. But he had some galaxy brain. I'm going to get the ball third when that yeah. ever happened. So. And you know what? When he said that, I stopped and thought for a second. I was like, that does sound pretty sweet. Like, we'll it take sounds cool. Well, yeah. But Kansas City was going to go for two. Um, all right, two questions then. Number one, who's the quarterback? Uh, it's going to be a new quarterback. No, I know. But who, who, who do you want it to be out of these I, college players? I can talk myself into any of the top three. And okay. I could even talk myself into Michael Penix. I, I would just go back and watch the semifinal game. Be like, yeah, yeah just watch rock. it. Yep, that's uh, your CJ Stroud game. Dude, I, forget I the, talk, the natty. I could talk myself into um, Caleb Williams. I could. I think I'm starting the to Matha. be able to talk myself into Drake May. 
Okay. And Jaden Daniels, I can just be like, we got Lamar Jackson. This guy is dynamic. Yes. And a better passer than Lamar was coming out of college. Yep. Yep. Okay, so any of the quarterbacks, and then this is the last question on the commanders. Would you, if you could, pitch us a new stadium? Where is it, where is it going to be? What does it look like? Yeah. What are you incorporating into the architecture of the stadium? Okay, so a couple things on that one. It should be in D.C. Mm -hmm. It should be at the old RFK site. Okay. And from what I understand, the city council of D.C. was just kind of holding that hostage from Dan because they were like, we're not going to do business. We don't want to be in the Dan Snyder business. No. So once we got new ownership, talks immediately began about, okay, how can we actually make this work? And the way that it's set up, I, I go through – it's like um, – do you know how to play craps? No, but I've watched it a lot. Okay, so me too. And I've learned how to play craps maybe six times, mm -hmm. but I've forgotten how to play craps unlearned it. six times. Yeah. Um, that's the same way for me with the RFK Stadium policy because it's on federal land, uh, but it is something about, like, the lease that's on it uh, has to go through the federal government and the city government. And the lease that it's on has like a 99-year term, and there has to be some sort of sports facility on it. So they mm -hmm. can't build anything else on that land except for some sort of athletic facility. And I think the, the definition of that could be pretty broad, but I think that the city wants RFK back. They want that, that land to be a, a football stadium. So I think it's going to be there. And what I would like to see in terms of the design was um, one of my favorite parts of the Dan Snyder era. It was like four or five years ago. He, uh, he promised an upgrade and a complete renovation rehaul of FedEx Field. And uh, he released a bunch of designs, like graphic renderings, artist renderings of what he yeah. wants in place. And my favorite was he, for some reason, had a wave pool with people surfing going around oh, the stadium, like a moat. <laughs> and there's dudes just like on a surfboard in Landover, Maryland. And I oh, think Dan was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a bunch of like. I'm That's going to be fun in December. He probably got coked up one night, uh, yeah. allegedly, and was like, yeah, let's just throw some red meat out here to get people off my trail. Fuck it. Put a wave pool in there. That's so good. Yeah. Hey, hey, Anything hey. pool would be good. Guys, the, Ge Jacksonville. the Genesis Invitational was last weekend, and a mm -hmm. game of craps broke out. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We don't need to transition to golf. That was just a, no, no, no. But a, but somebody did. Somebody they shit their pants. Well, they they almost shit their pants because of the In and Out Burger. Several folks. And that's the title sponsor. Running yeah. to the tee. <laughs> um, Tiger got an ambulance. Yeah. Golfers are not athletes, man. You know, John Daly. No, I mean like yeah, John Daly exists. The fact that you know In and Out's too much for these guys. And then, you know, like after the, 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 the match, one of the guys that won, he's just sitting there vaping. The caddy, yeah. For his that was the caddy, yeah. yeah. He's the caddy? Okay, well, then maybe, yeah. maybe the caddy's not an athlete. There's, there's another golfer, um, Kyrdich Afibarnrat, I mm -hmm. think is his sure. name. Sure. And I, I only know him because he's like a, he buys Jordans and Yeezys, and he, uh, he just vapes huge clouds on the course. I'm talking, I saw a picture of this guy massive clouds the biggest clouds you've ever seen that's his thing and then there's the dude cabrera i think cabrera is the one that smokes cigarettes while he's playing yeah that guy's like like vaping like a, a kid that goes to the mall you know that's <laughs> that's the level of vape that this guy was was uh, exhausting out of his out of his mouth but uh so yeah these guys had to leave because they had the shits 
and it reminded me of Paul Pierce having to leave in the wheelchair, mm -hmm. but he had, you know, he had the shits and everything. It turned out. What's the most embarrassing way to leave a game? All right, so this actually happened to me in high school. I was playing football. I was a uh, backup fullback, backup wide receiver, uh, at times starting kicker. And uh, I got into a game, which was pretty big for me at the time. And um, it was a blowout. Our starting center got called over by the referee, and the ref was like, turn around, let me see your ass. And they looked at his ass, and he was not wearing a butt pad, which I'm told happens a lot in the league. In the Guys, league, nobody wears butt pads. It gets in the way of things, right? Yeah. So, uh, but you're not allowed to do that in high school. At least our high school at the time, they looked for that. Yeah. So he didn't have a butt pad with him because it gets in the way of the snap. And so we have to use a timeout. And our coach is like, we need to get this guy a new butt pad. And then he points at me. He's like, give him your butt pad. <laughs> and so I had to take my belt off. Give her or center my butt pad, and then got benched for the rest of the game because <laughs> you didn't have a I, butt pad. I, I had the most expendable butt pad on the entire team. <laughs> oh. said leave. That's great, but you probably felt great once you took the butt pad out. It's, I it's felt a, like I was part of the team. You feel you feel like you're just weightless out there without <laughs> that thing. We all make sacrifices, Chris. My sacrifice was this guy can have my butt pad. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Right it's there. like Thurman yeah. Thomas, but you knew exactly where your equipment was. Exactly. It was in the ass else. crack of yeah. the center. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he gave, he gave the pad back to me later. I was like, dude, I don't want this butt pad. Back. <laughs> it's yours now, bro. It's totally yours. Last thing on the commanders. What are we changing the name to? Is, are they changing it back at some point? All I feel right, like so people have gotten tired of this I'm, conversation. I they, they might have, but I, I'm all over it. I'm watching Josh Harris like a hawk, week in, week out. I saw everything the guy wore. He wears Washington Commanders hats that have the W on them, right? Uh -huh. He does that all the time. At every single game, anytime he's in front of the media, you will never see him wearing a shirt that says Commanders on it. It's always like, and it's not even just a different Washington Commanders shirt. Mm -hmm. He brings his own burgundy shirts from home that don't have anything on them. Right, so I've never seen the man wear the word Commanders. I would think at some point, if you just bought this team and you're the owner, you would wear the team name at some point, right? Yeah, so no. I not, yeah, he's going to change it. I think it's going to get changed. Uh, I would like to see it. My my order is kind of. I've got three names that I would like. One would be Red Hogs. Uh, hogs. Is, I, I'm totally with Hogs. You. Hogs. Hogs is good. Hogs is awesome. Um, Number two would be I like Red Wolves still. Okay. You could do a lot of stuff with like a cartoon wolf or a dog. And then um, number three, just football team. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. It really was. But a lot of people hated on it first, and then it kind of grew on you. No, it was cool. It, it, and it ended up being pretty cool. So actually my, my favorite method of changing it back would be if, if they went back to football team for like two more seasons. And then after football game, they're like, "Okay, now we're now we're the hogs." Just a commander sandwich. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I they got to change that name. Here's something we got to change: the All Star Game in basketball. Matt, uh, out of ten, rate it. Two, two out of ten. Yeah. Why can't they play hard like a couple years ago? What happened? I mean, the best players set the tone. Nobody like nobody comes out playing hard. There's how, no financial incentive. How do we fix it? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how do we fix? How do we incentivize? How do we improve something that I'm not going to watch anyways? All right. So, um, good question. I didn't watch it. 
Hand up. So let's all weigh in on how we fix this thing missed, that we don't even care about. I'm so glad I didn't watch it. I'm so, so glad. Because uh, I did see the clips, and it looked awful. Uh, there was, I think they called three fouls. I think there were three fouls. Sounds like the, the Super Bowl. And, yeah. So I think you can fix it by uh, just having Pat Bev play every year. <laughs> if, if he's on the court, he's going to be going hard, and then people are going to be like, fuck you, Pat Bev, and then they'll end up trying. So that would be a good way to do I it. Was, I was thinking maybe the losing team has to get their fits selected for game day by the winning team the rest of the year. Because if you think about what – got to figure out what's important to these guys. And one of the first things I think about is their clothes walking into the arena. Can you imagine if the winning team was just – Putting Tyrese Halliburton in a fucking in a fucking Canadian tuxedo a week in a row, and then he's got to wear like fucking Abercrombie and Fitch one week. I would be killing guys on the losing team. There has to be some punishment that the losing team has to incur, and it can't be financial because they have so much fucking money. They get their DMs leaked. They get their DMs leaked. Ooh. I like that. I, I like thought it was delightful. Yeah. You see, one of the teams scored over two hundred points. Damn, dude. <laughs> well, I mean. I think you can fix a, a dunk contest by maybe Adam Silver didn't even like it. Picking from a pool of NBA players, yeah. respectfully, would be a good start, and having the best players actually dunk mm-hmm. without props. You're talking about the nice dunk pick. contest. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the game is fine. Nobody's watching anyway. Yeah, it's it's more competitive than the. It's more, it's more interesting to me than the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl, like in its current or recent state, where it's like guys playing flag football. I'd much rather watch like the Globetrotters. You know, it's essentially what it was, like Jokic and, All right, how and about Luka not even dribbling down the court. Like, okay, that's cool. 13-foot rims. That's what I think should happen <laughs> in the dunk contest. Raise the rims, dude. Raise the rims. More creative dunks. Like, guy has to jump over his hose. You know, you line them all up. You got to jump. And now... Uh, <laughs> jump over the other guy's hose. Nick Young's jumping over. Yeah. Nick Young has requested... Uh, I'm thinking of an NBA player's name. Just give me my Tristan Thompson. Zion Williamson's hose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Tristan Thompson's got to jump over his hose. Uh, that'd be, I mean, that'd be funny. I, I think also, um, oh, this is one. I got a great one. The winner of the dunk contest gets $2 million for an Ohio charity of your choice. <laughs> It's <laughs> pretty good. LeBron is not letting anybody else do that. That's good. I like that. Think about that. If you want to get LeBron involved, you, you're like, hey, the winner of this event is going to fund a school in Ohio. We're going to fund it for you. <laughs> Some, it's your choice. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, LeBron will be there liggity split, and it'll like, fix the All-Star game. If you have to spend $5 million, it'll come back to you. I like that idea a lot. I was actually just thinking the other day, you remember the, um, the train derailment in Ohio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who so it must be it must be so hard for people to donate money to East Palestine now, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. You, you're you're afraid of the follow up question for people that don't know. It's like, ah, oh, shit. Do I really want to? Uh, yes. uh, there's gonna be a lot of people that don't understand geography. Can you, can you tell me? Can you tell me it's East Palestine, Ohio? Was one? God damn it. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea, though. I like the idea of just just basically holding LeBron hostage. Yeah, uh, to increase ratings. I, yeah. I also like the takes that are being fired off about how just LeBron James is responsible for everything bad about the NBA right now. 
Just Literally, if he was in the in the dunk contest, it would be it would be camera flashes and slow motion and iconic footage. We just haven't had anything like that in a while. We have like that white guy, right? Mac McClung. Mac McClung. We have an Irish guy versus Jalen Brown, who puts a glove on. The best thing he, he can do is 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 lean into his own deficiency. That he's like <laughs> he's like I can't go left here. I'm gonna put a glove on. Like that's where we, that's where it's come to. It's not good, dude. The dunk contest. I also feel like after a certain point, if you've dunked the ball enough different ways, you can't dunk it any different ways. You got to like incorporate some parkour or something. You know, rich guys in Hollywood that have had sex with so many people that eventually they're bored and then they just having sex, start having sex with things and, and men and like, you know, it's like Big Jagger. and animals. Yeah. That's how I feel about the dunk contest. I've, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I need something else. You know? I do I, know. I know very well. I, I agree, though. I, I it's think not that, that I don't like dunks. I've seen every dunk. At some point, you reach the limit of what you can do to dunk a basketball. I would yeah, imagine. dude. Yeah. Get all the guys that can't dunk and put them in the dunk contest. <laughs> that would do guys? a lot better. There's like 8% of players in the NBA that can't dunk. I looked this up. Get like uh, Patty Mills out there. Trey Get Young. You- Trey Young, Jalen Brunson. You know, I don't care if we got to put a trampoline out there. I, I think it would be better. That was my idea was, was to just turn it into slam ball, just like a trampoline for the dunkers, trampoline for one defender that gets to go up and try to block it. How about you got to dunk in the clothes you wore to the arena, or like you got to dunk in like a three-piece suit? You know, we got to get creative here. It's just not it's not working in its current format. And also, just a general rule for the NBA: start the fucking thing on time. Okay, yeah. not that I was watching it, but I could imagine if I was, I'd be sitting there if my son was home last night, and I'd be like, yeah, 20 more minutes, 20 more minutes, 20 more minutes. The NBA is far too late at night. If you didn't have Shaq and Chuck and Kenny and Ernie, people would not be watching late at night. I agree. What do you think about the idea of, uh, of stealing from baseball and making it worth something? Like the winner gets home field advantage in the playoffs. I think the winner gets the other guy's hose. <laughs> okay. I, I do like the idea of, of choosing their tunnel outfit. How about Chris Paul dunking over Ryan Rosillo? Like, that would be good because everybody else has dunked over Ryan about Chris Paul. So why not? Why not yeah. <laughs> How about Durant dunking over Nick Wright? Yeah. They had a little, they had a little back and forth. I, I like these ideas, Chris. They should listen to you. I also loved Adam Silver after the game when he, he was doing the presentation. He was just like, and uh, the East scored more points tonight. Congrats. Well, well, you are the winners. <laughs> I don't think he said You are winners. not the losers. I think he said, you got congratulations on, I guess, scoring more points. <laughs> Just made a total mockery of his All-Star weekend, and he can't do anything about it. Can't he, do shit about it, yeah. You know, you can make me come to dinner, but I'm not going to necessarily act on my best behavior. That's kind of what happened. Adam Silver threw a big party, and the guys just fucking half-assed it. We won't take you through the whole story, but Chris nearly died last night, PFT, from a choking incident over the course of several hours. Yeah, it was one of those slow chokes. Have you yeah. ever come said, close yeah, like to dying? Uh, have I come close to dying? What's the closest you have come to dying? I got uh, I got in a bad car accident one time. I know that's not like a funny one necessarily. Jeez, man, didn't see that in his wiki? Whew. But uh, besides that, I don't think I've – I mean, I, I did have COVID three times, so 
you've never just done a, a truckload of drugs and watched movies and then gotten pizza lodged in well, your throat. Uh, so that's the George W. Bush. Remember when he almost choked on that pretzel? Is that what happened to G-Dub? G-Dub, <laughs> yeah. I, he came out the next day for like his press conference, and he had this massive cut on his face. And he was like, yeah, I choked on a pretzel. It almost got me. Well, if he was like me, he was up till 3 a.m., you know, because he didn't want to go to sleep because he's worried that the thing gets dislodged in your sleep and you, you never wake up. And then and I would be incredibly embarrassed because here's why I would be embarrassed. And we talked about, I texted PFT to be like, what are the most embarrassing ways to die? But like, I think any time they do the autopsy and a week later they're like, there were mushrooms and marijuana in his system. And it really had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. It had everything to do with the fact that the pizza was so dry and I was in a hurry. You know, that, that's happened to me dead sober before. And a little piece got lodged in the back of my throat, dude. He was like a bat in a cave and he wouldn't come out. Nothing I tried. So I think the most embarrassing way to die is when your autopsy report has like a drug in there. Yeah. Because no matter what you do, you could be dying, like you get hit by a truck and they're like, well, it's his fault. Unre yeah, it would be like unrelated, but maybe contributing causes to the pizza incident. Oh, and the also, fucking, the, mag if, the MAGA guys would own me. <laughs> if you choked on a piece of pizza, yeah, I mean, they'd have to go check out comic ping, ping pong again. Yeah, like, yeah. What does it mean? What is the symbolism? <laughs> but I think uh, if you choked on a piece of pizza, the bad side effect of that would be you'd be remembered as way fatter than you really are. Right. You're in good shape. But it, it'd be like, oh, Chris Long, defensive lineman. He, was, he loved food so much, and he was so uh -huh. fat that he choked on pizza. See, I never fainted like George Bush. I just called my parents and paced around the house for uh, three hours trying everything to get it out. I have a lot of respect for the chalky answer of autoerotic asphyxiation. David Carradine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you're, 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 you're committed – you're you're literally your your balls are to the wall and and uh, in most scenarios you're not under the influence no uh, you're just under horny. the influence of love yeah, yeah you're just horny yeah and i think that's a good way to go i think you know how jules and danny have a system where like when we brought this up when matt stafford was clearly concussed and then he grabs his arm or like they ran over and Danny and Jules had a system for when they were concussed. They would go over and make it seem like it was something else. Yeah. I want a system. I want to pack with you guys right here that if we ever get to that point and we're doing the autoerotic asphyxiation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you guys like there's like a beeper that goes off and like Chris just died. He hung himself <laughs> in his closet looking at fucking God knows what. It would be embarrassing, but you, you guys got to come over and like prop me up in a chair, like I was like, uh, oh, heart disease. No, like I was doing something like noble. Okay, like I was playing a board game. You know, that's got to be our pact here. That's going to be uncomfortable when you show up. Well, with the boner and all, <laughs> rigor mortis. Put, yeah, put him out in the backyard and put like an axe in his hand. He was chopping wood. Chopping wood. He's a real man. Yeah, you're uh, right. We will have to dress you. Yeah, I think that I for me the most embarrassing way to die would probably be um, if you get run over by your own car. Mm. And that happens from time to time. Like if you're working you get on out, it, yeah. if you, you you forget to to put it in park and it's still going, you get run over by your own car. That's a tough one to come back from. How about exotic animal ownership? I yeah. feel like that's a really embarrassing way to go because everybody's like told you. Mm-hmm. Any like, pet that oh, you, you got eight have. Komodo dragons in your house. Mm -hmm. Go fucking figure. What did you think was going to happen?
Yeah, if you drink too much water, that that's on my list. Time too. Yes, and you you probably contribute to that, Chris, with all your your well building over in Africa. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to think like how how dangerous that could be? Yeah, when we implement the solutions, we oftentimes five to ten people die because yeah. they just. <laughs> It's just overhydrated. No, that doesn't happen. How about the uh, porn adjacent one? I always have this big fear when I used to look at porn. I don't look at it anymore. Um, is where like if you die suddenly unrelated and you're sitting there uh, and like your history, your brows are like, what was he looking at? You're, you know, like your family's got to find you. That I, I, This and hasn't I been answered. You're in, you're, in the you're, age you're, of laptops and people die, does somebody... If there's no crime, you don't need to go in and crack the computer to see what's on there, right? I always, wonder, I always wonder because, like, I had this thought the other night. I was making a time lapse while I was sitting there having a fire. And, like, I was in my lawn chair, and it was just me, and the kids were gone, and the family was gone. And I was like, what if I died? They would come find me with my phone out, and they'd be like, oh, it's clearly a suicide thing. <laughs> they just died doing a time lapse. <laughs> you know, I would really want them to unlock my phone. And they would because they'd try to find a note. Oh. And then they realized I was just a moron with my solo stove on upside down, yeah, <laughs> doing a fucking doing a fucking time lapse. That used to be a thing back in the day. Was like you you'd have a friend that would come over and throw away all your porn for you, right? That's what yeah. I'm asking you guys to do with the carotene scenario. Yeah. Not that I think we're going to get there, but one, one day in the not so distant future, they'll just be able to take like your browsing history and upload you to the cloud. Yes, dude, which is not good. Uh, another one is uh, ass shots. Like surgeries, any surgeries. Mm. Yeah. Um, when I got my hand fused, it like entailed them chipping into my bone here on my wrist to, to, to take bone out to graft into my hand. And like they had to open the thing up and everything. And I requested to be awake. And supposedly I was awake for probably 30 minutes. And when they were chipping away at the bone, I kept being like, ah, like they're heavily drugged. <laughs> And then they were just like, boop. <laughs> and I woke up three hours later. And I was like, fuck you guys, man. They're like, It just wasn't going to work. But I have a fear of not waking up, going under for some stupid surgery. Yeah, elective it, surgery would be tough, especially if it, if it has anything to do with your butt, even if it's not elective. Like if it's a yeah. medical procedure, like getting something done to your butt and then you die. That would be that would be pretty embarrassing. Uh, I, I also had on my list here getting killed on the toilet. If you die on the toilet. Um, oh, for sure. Like with a crossbow. That would be embarrassing too. Like with a crossbow on the toilet? Yeah, if you if like maybe your son shoots you with a crossbow. If you get killed by your son. Yeah, that, you don't want to get killed by your son. I have one. Uh, jihad. <laughs> totally avoidable. If you died in a jihad, yeah, like just don't you're buy a willing in as participant much. in the jihad, right? Yeah, just all you had to do was not no hod, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you're in the jihad, I'm in the no hod. All right, uh, I also had getting killed by your pet that you shouldn't have that's kind of similar to yours, it's like the Komodo dragon thing, a dangerous pet, like a snake or a tiger. It'd be doubly embarrassing if you're like a magician and your whole thing was training tigers. And then one day your tiger mauled you. I've heard this before. That would also, be... I saw a guy on Instagram the other day. You know these Instagram animal guys that have no background. They're not Steve or Irwin. They just understand impressions and like clicks. And they're trying to monetize their pages. And they like just tag themselves as like Wild Bill or something. And it's just some frat boy in the Everglades handling snakes. Mm -hmm. Or it's somebody that got a plane ticket and went over to Africa to handle a cobra. The other day I saw one of those guys get bit by the cobra. 
and he's in the middle of his spiel like these things are very peaceful animals they don't bite the whole thing that would be an embarrassing way to go for content and i'm yeah. not just talking about jumping for TikTok, like cliff jumping or anything like it's the animal handling that makes it extra stupid to me agreed but in, in that same vein uh if you're doing a prank video and you die during the prank video number one no one's going to have any sympathy for you whatsoever Yes. Um, there was a guy that got shot in Dulles Town Center Mall in Northern Virginia. This was like a year ago. And he was just being the most annoying dude ever. He was going up to seamless drivers and just like annoying them and just screaming in their faces. This one driver was like, back away from me, back away from me, back away from me. Bam. Shot him. He survived. Uh, but the jury found the guy not guilty, which rocked. And did I he keep say, doing pranks? Yeah. So then he's still back. He's doing it's like pranks. like a surfer that gets eaten by a shark. He's like, I... I couldn't go without surfing, mate. Like, you got to get back out there yeah. and do more pranks? Like, what the fuck? He needs to, he actually needs to go do the same prank that he got shot doing. Yeah. And Full try circle. to rectify that. Uh, I think that um, if you're doing videos, if you're oh. doing any sort of meme and you die, like, uh, I think like five people died planking when that was a big thing. Yeah, you don't want to die planking. I just came across some really interesting. See? Uh, so I searched mm. celebrities that have choked. The first guy that comes up is Jimi Hendrix. Of Pink Floyd. Of Pink Floyd. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, also, um, also uh, John Bonham. I didn't know he died choking. I think that these were all uh, choking on your own Vom vomit. Vomit, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I was just eating pizza. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to ask you about was some of your um, – your your endurance feats uh jerry after dark is yes. the thing that i think we've all been kind of locked into uh it's finding ways that you guys can do youtube videos that are 20 hours long <laughs> and people yeah. are watching them at three in the morning talk to me about some of the challenges and the ones that you've partaken in okay so we did uh i only did one jerry after dark i was i was with him for a lot of the time when he was hitting his, his hole in one and trying to accomplish that. Uh, but I did the finding needles in a haystack on me and Big Cat's birthday. We both turned 39, um, like on, on adjoining days, yeah. like 30th and 31st. And so we, we locked ourselves in the gym with a bunch of hay, and we had to find 39 needles in this haystack before we were allowed to and leave. And you found them? We found them. It took a long time. How long did it take? I want to say like five hours. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not it wasn't so hard. as bad as it could be, but you get like hay fever is a thing. There's all this dust and I don't know if it's pollen, whatever it is, but you're inhaling so all, stupid. all the dust for hours and hours. I was like hay fever. I was like, oh, that's what that means when you're like just confused in the hay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was my first thought. Dude, it sucks. I woke up the next morning and blew my nose. And it was just like all this weird black shit coming out. It was, it was bad, but uh, that, okay. that was tough. Uh, when you do the Jerry After Dark challenges, you have to understand that you are you are locking yourself in hell for as long of a time as it takes for the chat to let you go. So the chat runs that entire show, and everyone that's that's in there is like telling you what you can and can't do. I told Jerry he recreated the Stanford Prison Experiment, except he made himself a prisoner, <sighs> and then all the all the people in the chat are the guards, mm -hmm. and the power went straight to their head, and so they know that they run the show. And they're pretty funny for the most part. And so you just have to, like, acknowledge the fact that you are going to be living in hell for 4 to 12 hours. And good luck. What else and has he done? 
Uh, he did, let's see, the hole-in-one challenge. He's done a bunch of cinnamon challenges. He did one where he had to make, I want to say, like 18 three-pointers uh, in a three-point contest. He's done a lot of stuff that's that's been pretty challenging for him. He did one with Brandon and, and uh, Titus that didn't end so well, but there was a lot of blindfolding going on, sticking your hands in mouse traps, things like that. Just being a prisoner to the stream. All right, well, uh, PFT, pulling for the commanders for you, man. Pains me to say that, but might be a feel-good story this year. Who knows? Why not us? I, Why listen, not us? We, we've been the laughing stock of the entire league and the division for a long time. Everything's turning around. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Um, thank you for having me on. I, yeah. I am a little disappointed that Dr. Fax isn't there because he, at he, the Super Bowl, he, Dr. Fax was the coolest guy in every room that we went to. He's very electric. He's and an electric personality. The sunglasses stay on with him. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. He is, he's the man. He, yeah, well, he enjoyed your company as well, and uh, we'll make sure to get you back on when Fax is in as well and uh, talk some more commies. Let's do it. If that's what they're called. Next time yeah, we're the commies. On. Fuck it.